does it seem stupid that I put my head in places where other people wouldn't and that I go into those challenges head first, literally? For me, it's not stupid. For me, it's what comes with my job and what, what comes with what I signed up for. Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast, The Bold Tackle. We are your hosts, Sophie Howard and Oliver Howard, and we are ready to tackle bold topics in sport, highlight the women's football industry, and speak about the unspoken. If you are ready to get an insight into what really goes on behind the scenes, join us on our journey and listen in to The Bold Tackle. We are back with a new episode of our podcast, The Bold Tackle. So if you're back in the UK uh, and we'll be talking about a very special topic for you today, how are you feeling? Really good, thanks. Um, we're back in training. I'm back in training, um, which is really nice, but it's good to see you as well. But not proper training, right? Not quite yet. Yeah, for the listeners who can't remember or didn't watch the game, uh, in your last game before the Christmas break, so when you played West Ham, um, a typical Sophie situation, a tackle uh, which you went into head first, um, where others might have shied away, um, and you ended up with a concussion, right? I did, yeah. It was a typical head clash, a typical head-on-head. Typical Sophie head-on-head. Typical Sophie head-on-head, yes. <laughs> Previously, I've been quite fortunate I've had a fair few head knocks in the recent month, I guess. Um, but unfortunately, this time it was very obvious and I realised very quickly that it was a concussion. How did you realise what happened? Um, first of all, the, the, I guess, force of the impact, I knew immediately. Um, within a couple of seconds... You flew. You. It was incredible because I did watch that match and you, you literally flew through the air. Um, do you know like straight away what has actually happened or is it too quick to realise? No, I think, as I said, because I've had, and it's not a good thing, but because I've had so many head knocks, I'm pretty aware of what's going on. Um, yeah, the the force of the impact, I knew immediately. Um, within a couple of seconds, I felt a massive bump growing and you can actually literally feel it. Um Still, no. I'm, I'm. I can. I've still got a bump. Yes. Unfortunately, the fluids solidified, which happens quite a lot. Um, but right in the moment, I could feel it, and I just looked at my teammates, Ooh. and I looked at one of my teammates and said, "It's growing, isn't it?" And they were like, "Not gonna lie, it looks awful." Um, there's no point in lying. I I know myself. I just can't see it myself. I can feel it. Um, I also tend to get very emotional. That's one of my symptoms when I have a concussion. So I was crying my eyes out um, and it wasn't even a bad thing it, yes it's in concussion but there's worse things in life but I was crying my eyes out and I also was starting to lose my vision so I haven't had a couple of concussions and a few head knocks I know those are all symptoms of a concussion and then clearly after that I failed my concussion test which basically just confirmed what I knew after a couple of seconds anyways you saw the doc and physio literally run on the pitch just seconds after it happened. I think the referee acted very sensible as well. Obviously, with head injuries, they have to nowadays, but she got them on straight away. What was their first impression or their first action they took with you? I think, as you said, 
the awareness of head injuries and knowing the severity of them has increased massively and therefore the doc, the medical team, the, the physios rushed on immediately and the first thing for them is to make sure I don't have any neck injuries, spine injuries, whatnot. Um, that can obviously come from those collisions and um, it was more handing over control to them so I had to completely allow them to do all their tests um, they can be quite scary especially if you can't remember things um, but fair play to our docs our medical team um, they dealt with me being very emotional very well <laughs> <laughs> was there anything you could not remember at that point um I did remember in the end, but it was delayed. Um, it took me a fair few seconds to remember who we were playing against. Uh, that was the first question, and it took me a while to answer that question, which in that moment was fairly scary. Um, but all the other answers were fine. I, I knew the score. I knew who we played the week before. That, those are like the typical questions they ask. Um, I'm guessing without being the expert to just test your short-term immediate memory. Before we talk about the head injury a little bit more and, and the time after you sustained a con concussion and how you got to the point to where you are now, which is two, three weeks later, um, how come you do get uh, into a lot of these head injury situations? Because for you, it seems pretty typical in a match that there's going to be one or two of these situations. Um, part of the reason is because... I'm aware of my aerial dominance, so I want to use that as my super stint, and I think that defines me as a player. The teammates always laugh. They always say, um, I stick my head in places no one else would, and I'd agree with that. Um, but that's just my job. That's my job role. Um, that's how I play. And as much as... a few people have tried to talk sense into me and change that, that won't ever change. That is who I am. But how come other centre-backs don't really get into their situations? Do they play so different to you? Um, I, Without knowing the answer, I'd imagine that they have a different way of defending those balls. For me, if I go and win the first contact, I don't have to deal with anything afterwards. Um, if I make yep. sure I do my job in that moment and I win that ball... The least I can do if I don't win it is make sure they don't win it. Then I've got rid of all the danger, the immediate danger. Obviously, the game continues. Um, but winning first contact is a big part of my, my game. And has have these head injuries affected your training, uh, your um, preparation for the game at all? They've not at all affected my preparation for games. Um, what has changed within the last couple of years is the amount of headers I do throughout a week are reduced and are monitored very closely. Um, by the team? By our medical team, yeah. Um, the whole staff is aware of why we do that. I think we calculate, calculated it before and my max was something like 24 headers in a game. And that is... That is just simply not healthy. And if I can reduce all the heading throughout a week, um, bar when we do set pieces, say, um, I can almost save all those headers for, for game day because I'm not willing to change how I play. Um, 
and they give me freedom to head as much as I want throughout the game. Um, but it's just monitored throughout the week. And you, you say it's not healthy, so the ball is a lot lighter than it was in the past. Um, obviously, the speed of the ball most of the times is faster, though. Um, have they actually told you why it's not good for you? Do you know what the what the um, result of too much heading the ball might be? I think there's been a lot of research in recent years, up to a decade, where they're now looking at the impact of heading. As you mentioned, the ball used to be so much heavier, which is almost unimaginable for us now. Um, but every header is a small trauma to your head, small trauma to the brain. It, it definitely doesn't always lead to a concussion. And not every head knock leads to a concussion, but every header is a trauma to your brain. It, it's a very, very small one. But if you add loads of small traumas, um, it simply can't be good for you. Are you then scared of your future? Is like something like dementia on the table? It is something I've thought about. It is something I've discussed ironically with mum and dad. I remember going home and I said, I can't remember if you were at the table then, but I said to, it must have been Sam and Ed, um, I, I'm pretty sure you were there as well, but I said if, if something happens to me when I'm old and because of the amount of head injuries I've had and I'm a vegetable, please just put me down. This is like, it sounds very morbid. It wasn't a deep, deep conversation. And mum started crying and I was making a joke out of it. And I said, mum, don't worry. If that ha like when that happens to me, you won't be around. Um, and she just started crying and was really worried about me making those comments. Um, and when I realized what impact that had on you guys, on my family, I spoke to the club, um, to see if there was anything I could do to see if there was any early onset of damage. Um, so fair play to the club. We did loads of tests. I saw a doctor, a specialist, um, one of the best in the world for brain injuries, a so-called, I think he's a concussion specialist. And I went to see him a fair few times and we did all sorts of tests, head MRI, neurological tests and so on. And um, fortunately, the, the results were all clear, but we went through weeks and weeks and weeks of testing um, just to make sure, because I said, if there's any sign of me having such illness, playing football as hard as it sounds isn't worth me losing quality of life afterwards. Um, but fortunately, it all is fine. All the tests came back clear. It's just something we manage and monitor now to make sure we don't put myself under more risk. And just keep the possibility down. It's interesting that you say that football wouldn't have been worth it if you would have had these signs. Because my, one of my questions today would have been, is it worth taking that risk of head injuries every time you go into tackle? Um, is it really worth it? And I think it's a very, very difficult question to answer. Um, but one you should really think about. Because watching you against West Ham and seeing you go through the air, my stomach turned. Yes, sir. Um, and I'm only your brother. I can only imagine what it would mean for mum and dad, let alone you, but you're full of adrenaline, uh, adrenaline so you wouldn't realise. But as you 
said before we started this podcast, even spectators contacted you and asked if you were all right. So it does get close to people, Sophie as a person, how she actually is after such a situation. Yeah, it's something that sometimes is difficult to digest that what I'm doing on the pitch, I'm putting myself at risk. But it, like anything could happen. I could have an injury that could end my career. I think where it's different is if a head injury then affects my quality of life after football. Because not good, but say I had an injury um, to my ankle, to my, I guess, a muscular injury, whatever, and that healed at hopefully and very likely be game my quality of life afterwards. Um, that's why I had all them tests done to make sure I'm still in a good place. D does it seem stupid that I put my head in places where other people wouldn't and that I go into those challenges head first, literally? For me, it's not stupid. For me, it's what comes with my job and what, what comes with what I signed up for. It's just finding the balance of being stupid, maybe being mindful and doing everything I can to manage the the load of heading and head impacts as much as I can. Is there a, a specific technique they taught you to head a ball? And also, were you told how many concussions you could sustain without it being damaging you? I haven't give, been given a number. Um, there was a phase where I had two concussions within, I think, under 10 months. This is years and years ago now, where I think people were giving me those eyes, you know. Um, fortunately, yes, I've had loads of head knocks that often result in bumps. <laughs> in, you know... The, Your head is full of bumps yeah, by, by today. <laughs> one of the biggest one was obviously where I split my head. Um, that was a nasty one. Fortunately, I think because my head split, um, it never turned into a concussion kind of thing. But I've only actually had five concussions. I know that's a lot. <laughs> but compared uh, to the, the head knocks. I, <laughs> yeah, I think you should have left the only away. Yeah. But if you think about five <laughs> concussions over how many years I've been playing, what's it, a decade at least, close to 15 years, um it's it's all right, you know, and for me, the good thing is I remember my very first concussion, even my second concussion, I was still in Germany. There was no return to play protocol. It was, you're resting for a couple of days, when your headache's gone, you're back in training. There was no such thing as a gradual return, a closely monitored return. Um, that's something the club, and I think, sports now but but football in general is very precious about um previously i played a game sunday had a concussion played the next game the next sunday that is not possible anymore if you have a concussion now you're at least it rules have changed but you're out for 14 days at least and um, we're talking about my latest concussion i was again fortunate is probably the wrong word but if there was any blessing about that concussion it was a timing because i had the christmas break to completely rest and recover and take it easy whereas if we had a game the next Sunday I'd be pushing to play that game 
So what is a protocol nowadays? What did you have to actually do? The first step is best. There's nothing else you can do. Um, obviously, immediately after the suspected concussion, you do your concussion test. And I clearly failed that, failed that concussion test. I knew before I went into it, <laughs> like it was a joke, really. But I looked at them, I said, I mean, blurred vision, over-emotional, couldn't remember a question, pretty much a concussion. And they laughed and they said, yeah, the test basically confirmed what we knew two hours ago, pretty much. Um, but it's still good to have that test. Yeah, it's because probably in a couple of days I'll have to do that test again to see how well I've recovered. <laughs> I still remember all the, the 10 words from the SCAT test, so no one can trick me there. I've done that many concussion tests. The SCAT test is the concussion test. I've done that many that I know off by heart, which is pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty bad which is so. pretty bad um i think there's only two combination of so you have to remember 10 words i think there's only two combinations and i know both so they could ask me now and i'd know them which is pretty bad but i joke about it um so the first step is rest and then the next step is you can do very like you have to return to daily activities without symptoms the biggest thing thing you go off of is symptoms so once my headache cleared once my pressure in my head cleared um, and all that you often have dizziness dizziness yeah there's only been one concussion where I actually threw up um, all the others is just headache and, and pressure in my head um, sensitivity to light noise um, once once that's settled and I'm I'm back to doing normal daily activities uh, non-sport activities non-exercise activities then we can start to do very light exercise and I felt ridiculous because I sat on a stationary bike for 15 minutes and I could only go up to 130 heart rate I felt ridiculous I went to the gym I felt embarrassed <laughs> but Sophie that's that's the uh, there's a reason for it uh, there's a reason for it exactly um, and I think it, it just makes sense to take that extra day or two We've got a couple of days before season starts, so take it slowly and the future should look bright then that the head injury doesn't actually affect you. Um, that's all the questions I have. Is there anything you'd like to add? No. Um, as people can probably hear, I'm, I'm fairly passionate about not head injuries, but head knocks and how to deal with them and how important it is to recover from them. Um, Jan is my teammate today but previously as well has looked at me and said you have one brain you better take care of that um because not every head collision ends in a concussion but every head collision is a trauma um so as much as it's not diagnosed as a concussion often with me it's still a massive trauma to my head and therefore my brain and i've only got one so that's why i made sure i looked after it or i got it all checked out and i'm taking it very easy now and yeah, continue to do that. My last question would have been, is it worth it? And uh, would you do the exact same tackle again? But I don't need to ask that question because I think you've highlighted it throughout the episode that that's the risk you're willing to take for the job. But looking after your brain is just as important um, when these things do happen. Yeah, uh, the answer to your question is certainly yes. Um, I've watched it back as like many times now as well, and that is, if if I played a game tomorrow and that situation happened again, that's how I would deal with the ball. Um, yeah. The player that came in into me came from offside and came a little bit from my blind side. Did she have to go into that tackle? No, because I 
for me personally, it was very late. It felt very late in the moment watching it back. It, it was very late. But then again, it's football. That's what I signed up for. And those things just happen. Yeah. You know what it's like. I mean, as a defender, sometimes you are just too late. You have that split second where your decision is just a little bit late and there's no way back then. No. And she committed. She went for it. As I said, it's part of the game. Was I happy about it? No. Um, but I've... Did, did the... Did the two of you have, have a conversation after the game? Did she actually come to you to talk to you or anything? Or are you fully in this these tests that there's no chance to actually come and have a chat? Um, I was on the on the ground for quite a while. Um, but when I was walking off the pitch, she came up and I guess high-fived me. What was quite difficult is, like, and I spoke to someone about it yesterday. The moment it happened, she she almost laughed. I know her from years and years ago. We played against each other years and years ago and we've got friends in common and I know she's not a nasty person. But I don't think she'd be a the severity of that hit, to be honest. And the potential consequences that could have for me as a football player, but also a person, because sometimes coming back from concussions can take years. I'm, I've been very fortunate that I've recovered very, very quickly from those concussions. Five times. Five times. <laughs> I'm going strong. <laughs> so I really hope so. This is the last one. Me too. You've had just really look care, take care of, uh, just really look after yourself and take care of that brain. Just as Janice says, um, I don't want to see a sixth concussion because it feels just as hard for us on the other side. But thank you for giving us all these insights. It's been really, really interesting for me as well. Um, and I'm looking forward to the next exciting topic we'll be discussing. You're very welcome. I love discussing this. And um, yeah, I can't promise. I really can't promise. I'll do everything I can to not have another concussion. I am also fully aware of the impact it has on my family. Um, whether you're watching, I think Ed's been there for two concussions. Uh, I remember, uh, sorry, I'm, I know you wanted to finish this, but I remember you coming down to a game when I still played in Germany to watch... And by the time you arrived, I was already off the pitch with a concussion, <laughs> which yeah, we can laugh about drove, now. Yeah. Drove after you in the RV. Yeah. I was in the ambulance and I had a yeah. a, a tail of, of fans. It was you and dad and some other car, I think, <laughs> that were following us. Um, I mean, we can joke about it now, but yeah, it is a serious topic. I'm very passionate about it. And I'm glad I, I got this platform to share how I feel about these head injuries. So thanks for... I guess, inviting me, joining me, whatever. And um excited for the next topic. Thank you very much for everyone for listening in. If you do have questions to Soph or I, um, especially on the topic of head injuries, please ask Soph, but she's got more experience, unfortunately. <laughs> if you've got questions for Ollie and I, but, ask me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we hope to hope to see you soon again. And thank you for listening in. Take care, everyone. See you soon.